0: Welcome to the Making It Fits podcast hosted by Martin and Caitlin. We are here to share budget-friendly tips about travel through the U.S., national and state parks, DIY projects, and life. We want to help you build your dream life on a budget.
1: So good. (laughs)
0: Today, we're talking about our honeymoon trip, and we're, this episode is about Glacier National Park. Um, so for our honeymoon, we decided to try and travel to as many national parks as we could within three weeks. So we did a road trip from Glacier National Park, or from Montana, all the way down to Nevada, and then over into California, um, so we did Glacier, Yellowstone, Grand Teton, um, Arches, Zion, uh, Monument Valley, which is not really a national park, but we hit that one. We did a little bit of stuff in Las Vegas because we have friends there. And then we were supposed to do Sequoia National, Forest or national Park, um, but unfortunately that's when the big fires were happening in 2021. Uh, so as we were driving over there, they called us and told us, uh, we cannot come. I said kick rocks. And so, uh, then we, um, ended up extending our stay in Yosemite. So, uh, the next few episodes we'll be doing probably about a park each episode. So we're gonna start at the beginning of our trip, which was Glacier National Park. Glacier National Park is in Montana. Like, right on the boy if you don't know geography very well, I, think, I don't know
1: geography
0: <laughs> it's, at it's near Canada, so it's like the north. Whoa. Maybe. Western part of America. There's an eastern side and a western side of Glacier National Park. The western side, you would fly into Kalispell Airport. The I guess you most people fly into Kalispell. We decided to fly into Great Falls because it was way cheaper um, than Kalispell when we booked our flights. It was a two-hour drive from Great um, Falls. Well,
1: it feels long.
0: Because there's nothing in Montana. There's
1: not... Well, At least not that part of Montana, it's just rolling green fields and which is pretty cool if you don't see that, you know, they call it Big Sky State for a reason. It looks like that sky went on forever.
0: Forever and ever and ever when you're driving through the whole state, yes. We decided to stay on the eastern side of Glacier National Park because it was cheaper and also there was no availability. Anywhere else. Um, so, one thing I want to note is that when you're planning a trip to Glacial National Park, you want to plan it 13 months to 12 months in advance. So, I looked up um, availability. We're, we're recording why this. Do they want, why do they
1: want to plan it that far? So, ahead? we're
0: recording this in August of 2022. I went ahead and did some searching earlier today and tried to see what the availability was for August of 2023, um, which is how far they've extended it. And there's only two nights available in the entire Park, um, which has like five lodges that you can stay at. There's nothing. They're completely sold out. Is
1: that camping? No, like staying in a lodge. Staying in a hotel or a lodge lodge or a lodge. Yeah. Yeah, Well, we we stayed outside of the park, right? We stayed outside, what is it, Browning?
0: Well, we stayed at the Traveler's Rest Lodge, which I think was a half hour to an hour away from Browning. Um,
1: Browning is kind of the capital for the Blackfeet, which is the native tribe that. uh, that resides there and once it was all their land
0: <laughs> so travelers rest lodge the city it is in is east glacier park so if you're looking at a map of glacier national park it's kind of like in the two medicine area which is a mountain or hike that's in that area east glacier park village is what it's called
1: nice really nice
0: uh lodge we loved staying at that lodge
1: we did it was pretty cool yeah first thing the uh, one we're unpacking When we get there and we're unpacking one of the first things that like our neighbor says was hey you guys might want to keep your eyes open a grizzly was just at that door maybe an hour ago
0: yes it is a uh (laughs) it's bear country very active bear country um they do recommend bringing bear spray with you. Uh, very few people use it, but it's always a good thing to have just yeah. in case, especially if you're like coming at a time of the year when they're coming out of hibernation or a lot of babies what, were just born. What is bear spray? It's kind of like a super advanced wasp spray. Or it's,
1: it's weaponized pepper spray. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: That's <laughs> what it is. It's, it's weaponized pepper spray.
0: Yes, and first let's talk about Travelers Vest Lodge. So, I um, when I when I booked this, yeah, you have to call them to book it. They're super nice. They do
1: everything pen and paper.
0: Everything, and w- since we were doing such a long road trip for three weeks, um, I wanted to minimize the amount of luggage we brought. So I tried to mail as much as we could to them. Um, so I ordered. Like peanut butter and jellies and different snack options that we would be eating on our trip and i had it shipped to the lodge and they held it for us which was really nice of them until we arrived and they were very fascinated because apparently they've never had anyone do that they're really fascinated what we ordered and what we had delivered in our box another thing to know i ordered our food on amazon and we do have amazon prime so normally we get two-day shipping thankfully i checked I planned out my order in advance and noticed that it was going to take 2 weeks to arrive because there's nothing in this area. There's no like post office nearby. There's no it there's no Amazon Prime there. There's no 2-day shipping there
1: people there want to get away from society that's the place you want to go
0: yeah so if you are like us and you need to ship stuff ahead of time definitely look ahead don't think you're going to get overnight shipping there that it just doesn't happen so back to the map of glacier national park so most people fly into like the west glacier area which is kalispell there's more things to do there like i heard that there's a costco there there's like actual grocery stores there uh there's there are more activities amenities. There's society there. There's people <laughs> compared to where we stayed, which was you were lucky if you saw another person.
1: If you're not used to a it, man, it's culture shock going into what's arguably a third world country. Caitlin had never seen wild packs of dogs before.
0: Well, not in America.
1: Right, when you went to- you oh, In Greece,
0: they in have Greece. wild dogs there. But yeah, so that was really fascinating. I didn't think that that was a thing in America. Oh yeah,
1: there are levels of poverty. Levels that
0: game, you know. I think they just want their dogs to be free.
1: Uh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's
0: what it is. Um, so another thing to know: a, a portion of the uh, Glacier National Park is actually in Canada. Um, during COVID, it's not. You know, you can't go into Canada, but I'm not sure if it's open now or not. But if it is open, you should definitely bring your passports to be able to explore that part of the park. I've heard it's beautiful. We didn't get to do that, but... This might be a pretty
1: quick episode, so we didn't get to do a lot of things that we want to do. Yeah, so
0: on this trip, we only spent probably one full day in Glacier, and I would probably recommend, if you travel like us, fast... I would recommend three days, but most people say they like to have a week there. But we're the type of people that would do like Honestly, three I, hikes in a day. I'd
1: two
0: days. Yeah, two yeah. to three days. I would say would be really good. But the park is huge. Like we didn't even see the west side of the park. No,
1: and we couldn't even get into
0: we went to um we did our trip in september because it was right after covid we went in 2021 and um, we had reached out to a few other people that do write books about traveling to the national parks and do podcasts or posts on social media and they all recommended that we went in september or no later than october definitely not in june july or august because everyone was you know, stuck at home all the year before and they were getting antsy and it was supposed to be like a mad rush to all the national parks because people just wanted to get out of their house.
1: But you know what What was even more of a mad rush during September? Bears. That too, but... Well, yeah. All the bear activity shut down half of the trail so we couldn't do, like... We were limited to, like, one trail, basically. Yes. In Glacier because if there is a bear sighting, there, there has to be a... There can be a bear sighting in the area for more than three consecutive days. Otherwise, Before they
0: allow people on the trail. Otherwise,
1: they shut the trail down. And when we were there, you know, the guys uh, like, oh, can we walk down this path? It's pretty open. I'm like, no. there are bears. We saw a bear yesterday. And we're like, oh, all right. We take a couple steps. We look. We see a group of people. I'm like, oh, what are you guys looking at? Oh, yeah, there's a grizzly over there. We're all looking at it. And sure enough.
0: Yeah. So that kind was of. A grizzly. <laughs> So we couldn't even like hope that maybe we could come early yeah, really the no. next day and go to the hike. It was just no, not happening. It was not gonna happen. But we did do a pretty trail, which we'll get to. Um, but as far as like getting around, we ended up renting a car from Budget Rental. Um, I started. So we went in September 2021. I started planning our trip probably the end of 2019, um, like planning our route, which parks we were gonna go to. I start. Awesome. I planned most of this trip because I am. She all
1: the trip.
0: I'm a super planner, and I. Control freak. I'm a control freak. Yes. So I started planning in the end of 2019. We went on our trip in s- the end of 2021. I started booking everything about a year in advance after I planned out our route, which parks we were going to go to, what time of the year we were going to go, and researching all the different hotels. I mean, I did a whole
1: book you on this. You controlled
0: it. Yes. But it was good because <laughs> if I didn't do that, then we wouldn't have been able to do a lot of the things that we it's did. True.
1: It's true.
0: Like, we barely got a reservation at Glacier National Park.
1: It's like you put your evil powers good use.
0: So, one thing to note about uh, traveling to Glacier National Park, ever since COVID, a lot of the national parks started doing a reservation system to get into the park. Now, that doesn't mean having a reservation at a hotel or some type of lodging in the park. That just means a reservation pass to get into the park. So, usually, they sell those on recreation.gov, which is a website, or you can also download the app. And then some of them, I haven't experienced it yet, but some of them I do believe have it on their website, not through recreation.gov. So you just wanna make sure if you're going to a park uh, after COVID that you look to see if they require that. I don't think any of the parks require any like negative COVID tests or anything like that. At least we didn't experience that. Check to see if the shuttle systems are running. Apparently Glacier has a shuttle system, but when we went, there was no shuttle running. No,
1: they that shut down.
0: So I, I'm not sure if it's running now, but it's possible. Uh, there is no cell phone, internet, nothing in probably the entire state of Montana, unless you get really lucky. At least we had a really hard time finding any type of cell, ro- cell phone reception on our entire three-week trip, unless we were like in a big city like Vegas. Or if we were in the mountains. Or if we were or at, at the, the top of a mountain top, yeah. where the satellites reached us. Uh, So if you are traveling to any of these parks, just make sure that you download everything in advance or print it out. Download your maps because you won't know where you're going unless you're really good at having like a sense of direction. Another hotel that if we were to go back, I would probably stay at the Many Glacier Hotel. We didn't even get to see that part of the park because we couldn't get it. You had to have a reservation again, and so, it was already so was full. So there were so cool. many people there. But the Many Glacier Hotel is. There's a lot of trails there. That's the Grinnell Glacier hike. There's also the lake that's there that they take. You can take a boat across to get half of the hike out if you don't want to do the full yeah, hike.
1: Yeah.
0: And then they have you know restaurants there and everything like kind of on site. It's kind of like a mini resort area. Is how I would describe it. It is.
1: It's an old 1800s resort. Yes. It was like one of the first uh, resorts that was built in the area and it had its own personal train station that dropped people off right there at, at its front steps.
0: So that was one of the, there's only two nights available as of today when we're recording this in August of 2023 and the rate is about $250 per night. That's um, that's August 2023, yeah, which is not bad at all. The, um, there is a lodge that was next to the Traveler's Rest Lodge called the Glacier Park Lodge. That one is a, a very nice higher-end lodge, I would say, because the pricing was about 400 to 800 per night, and they're pretty much already sold out for all of next year. All of 2023 is completely that's, sold out. That's a bit much. Yes, which I was surprised because there wasn't really anything to do there. Or not nearby, at least. I mean, there was things to do at the resort. Right. but uh, So when we flew into uh, Great Falls, Montana, we because of our long road trip, we decided to pick up some supplies for our road trip. So we stopped at a local um, store, I think it was called 40 North, um, or you can find a local REI store. There was just not one near where we were. And we picked up some bear spray. We picked up uh, fuel for our camp stove and firewood. Uh, we also picked up bread water and a lighter anything that we couldn't fly with or get mailed to our destination we picked up at a local store uh, which was really pretty easy and then we just made the drive over to where we were staying and then we had pretty much everything we needed for the rest of our trip and um didn't have to worry too much about spending too much money on eating out which was kind of good because there was nothing really where we were staying now if you are hiking, hiking in glacier national park there is some recommended hiking supplies that i would say we would take we have some of our staples hiking supplies like what we take hiking so we generally always take trekking poles no matter where we go we used to hike without trekking poles and then we realized well we're getting older and things hurt, and so
1: it's just easier, it just makes things easier too,
0: yeah. And I feel like a lot of people our age we're like late 20s, early 30s. People think they don't need trekking poles, which is fine, it's like, but you can have a much more enjoyable experience if you have
1: trekking poles, yeah. If if you're doing like the long haul, like we did, and and by no means, you know, compared to what other people do, or we did we do the long haul, but you know, people that don't do a lot of hiking. And then crammed a ton of hiking into a short amount of time like we did yes i mean every single day we were doing like 10 10 15 miles 10,
0: 15 a day 15 miles a day uphill
1: uphill both ways no sho- no shoes in the snow all that stuff
0: no sho- we definitely had shoes on Sh- <laughs> and it helps um i would say with balance it helps with feeling just more controlled if you're like hiking uphill it helps with joint and legs like it yeah. just it Especially,
1: doesn't actually like you you you're not the most sure-footed person. I'm clumsy. You're clumsy. So it helps you. It helps. Help me because I'm the one carrying all the weight. So... <laughs> That's not
0: true. I try to make our, it like, 60-40... Like I don't, you don't carry all of it. We also try to uh, bring as much water as possible. We both have uh, backpacks with water bladders in it. um, So we fill those up and then we also have a water filtration system. We use the Sawyer Squeeze water filter and then we attach it to a water bottle to filter out any water. So we always carry um, at least two full water bottles. And then when we need to filter it, we filter it From a dirty water bottle into a clean water bottle, um, so that the water is that we're drinking is always clean. Another option, if for whatever reason your filtration system fails, I always try to bring the tablets or the drops. I always try to have a backup way to filter water because that's you need water to survive. You don't want to be stuck somewhere or fall off, like and get hurt on a trail and abandoned, and no one can find you and not be able to like filter water and then just die. (laughs) I guess
1: oh the yeah
0: the things that go through my brain uh,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> um speaking of planning for worst case scenario i always try to make sure we have an emergency thermal blanket with us as well as headlamps um, just in case we get stuck on a trail later than expected and there's no light and we can't see Just smart and then in glacier you want to layer i would say i thought you would so when i say layering uh for hiking you don't apparently people think it's okay to wear jeans when hiking but not when you're hiking 15 miles. Like, if it rains that day, you're going to wear jeans and it's going to get heavy. And then you're going to chafe or it's never going to dry. <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah. If you're, if you're doing a long trek, yeah, you, you want to wear something that's going to be moisture wicking. You want to wear something that you can, you know, layer layering is key. So, like, wear your underwear then wear, like, long johns. Then wear your moisture wicking. And if, if you get hot and you take off, you know, the long johns and... Or you, you know, have a shirt and a long sleeve and like a sweater.
0: Yeah, so normally I would say when we...
1: When you're going up and down in altitude, if a cloud passes over and the sun sets or if it starts raining or something like that, yeah, weather. Especially up in that area on the mountain, weather can change.
0: Yeah, so most people say to stay away from cotton. So wear like a polyester or some type of... Why thing? do they say
1: stay away from cotton?
0: Because cotton um, absorbs moisture and doesn't dry very quickly. So if you wear something like wool that wicks away the moisture from your body and dries faster or like um, like a poly-cotton blend, that's fine. It's still part cotton, but it has poly in it, so it dries mm-hmm. faster. And then it, we usually try to layer a fleece over that and then some type of either – if it's really cold, we'll do a down jacket and then a rain jacket over that too.
1: Hats hats can, can do a lot for – not only protect you from the sun, but also do a lot of heat uh, uh preserving.
0: Yes, we always try to hike with hats, and then always, always bring sunscreen, especially if you're in the mountains near snow. The snow reflects the sun, so even if you're looking down, snow burn. Yeah, it. From we're from Florida, so that's something that we had to learn. Um, so I got like
1: second degree burns from from snow one time.
0: Yes, even though you were wearing a hat.
1: Even though I was wearing a hat, I did not done it up and comes around my face and my face had charred basically it was bad worst sunburn i've ever had in my life it's awful (laughs) my face was weeping and not for my eyes (laughs) losing just just, yeah it was bad
0: yeah so especially in that area we always try to bring layers and then if you have it you bring a backpack you can always strip down those layers and then you can be cooler as you your body starts warming up and everything but if a storm comes in or if you're in the shade or if you want to sit down and have like a nice lunch but you get cold at least you have the option to stay a little warm um in that area and then another thing that we recommend we've tried doing hiking boots and i would say hike a lot there's a difference between hiking boots and trail running shoes so A lot of people, when they first start hiking, they think, oh, I need to get hiking boots because I need to protect my feet because I might kick a rock or I might twist my ankle. So I need ankle support and all this stuff. But from what we have found is that hiking boots are not very flexible.
1: Yeah, you need to give.
0: So your foot is just stuck in a flat position for miles and miles and miles and rubbing and rubbing against your skin. So, we always would get blisters, or we would get sore Plantar
1: fasciitis. Yeah, or
0: sore heels, or it would just hurt so bad the next day. So, we switched over to trail running shoes, which is kind of like a mix between a hiking boot and a sneaker. So, it has that toe protection in the front. So, if you kick a rock, your toe's not going to get hurt. It has a thicker sole than than a running shoe, but it also has grip like a hiking boot. So you're able to feel more secure on the trail, but it also has that movement of a, a running shoe. So, you're, um, so speaking of feet, we generally recommend to wear uh, wool socks or something that'll wick away moisture from your feet. Um, I've also worn liners, which is like a thin sock that you put on the inside because I get blisters really bad. So you wear the liner on the inside of your sock, then your sock, and then your shoe. And we have found that that works pretty well. Your feet don't get hot when you're wearing wool socks. A lot of people think you get hot, but it doesn't no and they're usually pretty cushiony too so that also helps it
1: does
0: and then after long trails i usually like to bring a lacrosse ball with us which is just like a solid rubber ball like kind of like a baseball and i usually try i get really tight my it band gets really tight and i get a lot of knee pain um, if i'm hiking for a long long time (laughs) <laughs> so after the after the end of a long hike I usually try to just pretty much roll my leg out or just lay on the lacrosse ball wherever it's sore and it has helped so much. I mean it's just incredible. I highly recommend getting a ball or something to travel with if you're doing a lot of hiking.
1: So we talked about what to bring Let's talk about the hike
0: that we did. Uh, yeah, so we were originally planning on doing Logan's Pass at Grinnell Glacier. Um, unfortunately, due to the bear activity, we couldn't do that. Right. So we decided to do the Highline Trail. Uh, also, something to note if you're going to Glacier National Park and you're driving, get to your parking lot wherever you're going. Early. Get ready to throw hands
1: in the parking lot. We
0: left so <laughs> travelers Dress lodge where we stayed was about an hour and a half from Logan's Pass. Well,
1: and also we we didn't really have in mind about trying to beat the crowd to get a parking spot. We were trying to get there to see the sunrise from the pass. I I was planning for both. Okay. Well, I I was in the impression when we were going for the sunrise. good thing that we did because there were maybe three spots open when we got there yeah i think before like before the sun came up the parking lot was filled up and people were already starting to park on the side of the road
0: when i was researching for this trip i think i read that the uh, parking filled up uh, probably around no at seven thirty, it was full like to find parking after seven thirty in the morning you were lucky if you could you were pretty much just circling the parking lot for hours trying to find a parking spot
1: with the trick for that because that's what happened to my parents and i when i went when i was younger was they would circle and my job was to jump out and find people that were leaving and i would be the sweet young child that would convince them to let me stand behind their car and protect the parking spot so that my parents could swoop in and steal it
0: Yes, child abuse.
1: <laughs> uh, no, well, <laughs>
0: anyway. Um, so we left Traveler's Rest Lodge. We woke up at Traveler's Rest Lodge at 4 a.m. We left by 4.30. We got to the parking lot probably around 5.30, 6 o'clock. We got the second to last parking spot that was available, and that was 6 a.m.
1: Our neighbor was a pickup truck with this young couple that had spent the night in the parking lot? They he so just, they didn't even want to worry about. It. They just slept in the back of their pickup truck. Yeah,
0: and it was really smart. They just pretty much they had their pickup truck and they had like one of those covers that goes over the bed. So they made like the, that back of their truck into like a little tent. They I had their sleeping pad, comforters. Yeah, the,
1: just comforters. That's all they had.
0: I looked like sleeping bags yeah. to me. I don't know. It looked like a full camp set up in there. And then all of a sudden we we're getting out of our car and the the bed of the truck just starts opening and we're like what is happening and these two people pop out and I was like oh that's such a good idea we should have done that. So now I know that's something um, else you could do in that area
1: but the sunrise. Is that legal? Is that not legal but is that allowed Like, don't you know, shut off the parking lot after dark?
0: In some parks it is not allowed like I believe at Grand Canyon you cannot be in the park after a certain time unless you have a reservation. So i don't know
1: if probably the same year, 72.
0: yeah so i i don't know what the rules are but i just found that this couple did it and i was like oh that's so smart so i don't know if they got there at midnight and slept for four hours well, or something Who they knows? had a
1: great spot they had a great spot to watch the sunrise and it was one of the best sunrises i've ever seen it was spectacular it certainly helped that half of north america was on fire during the time So there's a lot of residual, you know, particles in the air that made the the light extra, you know, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, (laughs) I was going to say flammable, but beautiful works too.
0: So yeah, it was beautiful. We were planning on originally doing Logan's Pass, but we ended up doing the Highline Trail, which was right next to Logan's Pass. And that trail was beautiful. It's I mean, cool, yeah. I mean, it was scenic the entire time. Yeah. You're hiking on the side of a mountain, like a little path that's you're, just carved on the side of a mountain the entire time. It's
1: basically a goat path, like a mountain goat path on the side of this cliff. And the whole, yeah, like Caitlin said, the whole time you're just looking out over the glacial glacier valley, glacier valley mountains, everything in the distance, rolling beautiful green hills, you know, glaciers. Streams cutting through the rock. It was awesome. And a lot of wildlife, too. We saw an assortment of sheep, rams. We saw a ram.
0: Which is so cool.
1: Cool and scary because he looked at everybody like you. Like he wanted to
0: fight us yeah the, so to was describe big. Was
1: big. <laughs> to describe
0: how this happened it was kind of funny so we got to the haystack area of um, the highline trail which is where we turned around and we were eating like a little snack before we went back and this large group of I would say teenagers or bros. Bros. a bros. large group of guys were hiking like college guys and they started making their way through the rest of the Highline Trail, and all of a sudden they start yelling. And we were so confused because we thought, like, oh, maybe there's a beautiful view that we didn't see or something. And no, all of a sudden this mountain or this ram starts coming over the edge of the view, I would say. Just
1: strutting too.
0: Like, yes. He was looking like he was going to, like, attack someone. He was cocky.
1: He knew he was king shit.
0: He did. And he was
1: walking like he knew it.
0: He was definitely strutting his stuff, for sure. And so, everyone just started freaking out and was taking pictures of him, obviously keeping their distance because, I mean, it's a ram.
1: Yeah, you know, it's like there are some animals that you see and you're like, oh, I can't get closer to it. It's not scary. This guy, this ram, was daring people to come to him yes <laughs> Let's yeah, we
0: should say that like if you see wildlife out on a trail don't go Touch near it, it. no it. do not do go it. near it
1: too many people in this world caitlin yes <laughs> in the herd
0: <laughs> no we need to teach them trail safety do not go near the wildlife let them live in their own natural habitat same thing with trails always Feed stay on the them. trail
1: <laughs> offer them food
0: <laughs> don't listen to him
1: <laughs> please I wanna see you on YouTube.
0: <laughs> so, anyways, this trail is about seven point two miles round trip where we turned around at which was at Haystack. Not
1: enough people get trampled in life. Oh my gosh, Martin, okay.
0: Come on, let's talk about the rest of this. So it's seven point two miles round trip and the rest of the trail, the Highline Trail I think was about eleven point eight miles, and it took you to overlook the uh, many glacier lake.
1: Would you call it an overlook?
0: Yes, I would call it an overlook. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't do that because we thought, oh, we're gonna go do another hike on the other side of the park and it was like maybe eleven or twelve o'clock when we decided to turn around, so by the time we got to the parking lot it was like one ish.
1: And we were hungry by that point. We
0: were too. starving, and so we were like, Oh, we'll go to the Money Glacier area where the we'll, hu- eat. We'll-,
1: we'll have a great time. We'll take the boat to oh a my hike. God. And
0: we'll see the glacier. we get
1: some lunch. Yeah. And so
0: we started making our way towards that. It's the northeastern side of the park. And we noticed that we're going on this random dirt road. And there's a ton of cars coming towards us. And so we finally get stuck in a long line. And we think, oh, maybe the entrance is just right around the corner. No. An
1: hour and a half later? An hour? Yeah. How long were we in that thing? A long
0: time. And then we find out...
1: dirt choking up everything because like cars are coming back to us and we're like what's going on up there and then they just drive them by
0: so we find out that the many glacier area parking lot is completely full they are not letting anyone in unless you have a reservation at one of the lodges in that area and, or a dining reservation or something. So after waiting for one and a half to two hours, we're like, okay, we'll turn around and go find food somewhere else. No, everything else was full. We couldn't get food anywhere. Everything was closing early. They all
1: closed at like 3 p.m.
0: Yes. So we ended up. Uh, was, it was like, it
1: was something that was like Labor Day. It was we did
0: go during Labor Day weekend, but.
1: Which doesn't make sense because you think you would be open longer because of all the tourism.
0: But apparently, people in Montana think that just because they work at a national park doesn't mean that they don't get to that they it means they they get to enjoy holidays too. Like
1: they get a life, please. You don't join the park service and enjoy your life.
0: <laughs> it was just really weird for us. We're like, oh, they would you you would think that they would want all of the business and all these people that are in the area. No, they decided to take the day Serve off.
1: Serve us.
0: On no, Labor Day weekend, know.
1: they wanted a vacation too. Ugh.
0: So we couldn't eat anywhere. We were starving. We didn't have any food, and we tried every restaurant possible. It just was not Tensions happening. Tensions were high that day. We were, yeah, we were starting to get a little antsy and argumentative towards each
1: other. Tensions were definitely high. So
0: thankfully, I remembered I bought that uh, bread and peanut butter and jelly, and I made the best peanut butter and jellies we've ever had. We probably ate like three or four peanut butter and jellies each. Being mad. <laughs> Didn't we
1: have like a steak dinner at night though? So then
0: we went back to the Traveler's Rest Lodge and slept for like four hours until like 5.30, 6 o'clock and then we went down the street to a steakhouse and that steakhouse was called the Summit Mountain Lodge and Steakhouse pretty and pretty. it was really pretty view and we had a pretty good dinner.
1: Pricey. But yeah. we were
0: thankful for food.
1: Yeah, they were open they had a spot and it was one of those things like, I don't know if we have a spot for you no someone has some some oh yeah that's what it was someone has a reservation but if they don't show up in the next five minutes it's going to you i don't know i'm giving like this old southern country that that was the feel that was the five but that's exactly what happened but in montana
0: but that's exactly what happened they didn't show up and we got lucky enough to eat food it was so good (laughs) and then i don't know i think later on that night we decided we were hungry again so we went to the Glacier Park Lodge and they had internet. So um, we decided to go there and upload all of the videos we had taken that day and let our parents know that we were still alive.
1: Let your parents know you were still alive. Yeah,
0: my parents were my very close here. Well, they just know that there was no cell phone reception my parents didn't understand so uh that was nice and we had a really nice late dinner there as well
1: yes and i i walked the grounds a little bit and there was a uh, a gentleman who was playing the guitar outside but he was part of the black Peak nation and a lot of the songs were native inspired and most of them were about <laughs> The, the longing and sadness of what was taken from them by Manifest Destiny and the white man, and all this other stuff. And he was singing to a group of, you know, just tourists who were just like, oh, this is such a pretty song. And he's singing really sad songs about how the buffalo used to be everywhere. How he could how his people could just fish and live off the land and they they had paradise but it was i mean it was an interesting thing to see
0: we only got that one full day in glacier national park we didn't really get to see majority of the park but we really thought it was beautiful and we would love to go back to that area again if if i were to go back i would stay at the Many glacier hotel
1: yes but if they if people happen to drive into browning they got to go to the hamburger shop
0: there was a very interesting hamburger shop in the Blackfeet Nation it was area. Yes, yeah, we ate a lot of food that day. Yeah, we did. Yeah, <laughs> we did.
1: What um, is cool? They they had hamburgers, but they also like incorporated like traditional uh, Blackfeet um, like, flatbreads into it, which was really cool. Uh, a lot of bikers in that area too, but. And also we drove around the town for a little bit just to kind of see what was what was going on in the town and a whole lot of nothing, a whole lot of sadness, a whole lot of poverty, a whole lot of alcoholism and drug addiction. Um, that subway that I told you about when I went there like 20 years ago now that had been shot up, still there, but they replaced the windows.
0: So anyways, I would say if you're going to Glacier National Park, plan everything, plan every reserve anything you possibly can
1: reserve even if you're not going to utilize it just reserve everything you can and then whittle whittle it down
0: yes even if you have to pay a reservation fee just reserve it because you you just you really need to plan it out because otherwise you're going to be stuck like us eating peanut butter and jelly and be miserable after a long beautiful hike
1: yeah and that was like the first that was the first thing of our trip so it was one of those things where i remember i remember thinking like god God, we have three more weeks of this?
0: Everything else on the rest then, of the trip went it, pretty well. It
1: was like a moment of like, oh my God, this is like awesome. Like we did a lot today, but oh my God, we have three more weeks of this? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and then we spent the next day like eight hours in the car.
0: Yes. We, the next day we decided, uh, the part of our trip was to Yellowstone, which was, I, I think it was a seven and a half hour drive nothing we almost hit a not
1: nothing we went to the coolest dinosaur fossil museum ever <laughs> okay and we spoke and, and we got a tour from probably the the most reputable paleontologist in that area in like that northeastern America quadrant whatever you want to call it she I mean she was leading the expeditions to find these fossils this chick knew everything, because she was the one making it all happen. She had three PhDs, she said, and she was just hanging out, taking five bucks to give people tours at the, what was it? Oh my God, what was it? You have a computer in front of you? find out. I just remember seeing a really, like, dilapidated Tyrannosaurus Rex model standing outside of a building, and I was like, Fossil Museum?! Okay, we gotta go do that. Went, no, I'm not doing. It. I'm like tough shit. I'm driving.
0: <laughs> I was tired at that point. <laughs> and
1: I pulled in, and we walked in, and this woman was like, "Yeah, it's like five dollars. Here, I'll walk you through." And she's talking. We're like, "I'm like, so like, what do you just like volunteer?" She's like, "Oh no, I um I put together the expeditions, and I'm the I'm the excavation manager. Um, I just finished my third PhD, and." i'm writing my fourth dissertation and right now we just discovered a new fossil from a new dinosaur and we're learning some' like wait 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 so you're like the person who literally writes the textbooks about this stuff she's like yeah Tell me everything that you can about this, and we spent about an hour and a half there.
0: It was really fascinating because I went to a Christian school, so like dinosaurs weren't real. The
1: Montana there. Dinosaur Center—it looks like the most pathetic building you'll ever see in your life. But on the inside is pretty cool. Yeah, they have a a replica of brontosaurus which is the giant, 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 like unbelievably huge. You can't like the tail alone wrapped around the inside like four times. Birds, man, birds are dinosaurs. That was my biggest takeaway. They had feathers and they look like zebras.
0: (laughs) Okay, so the drive.
1: And if you, that was the other fun thing I learned. If you break a bird's wing and tape its mouth shut, it can breathe through the broken bone and so could the dinosaurs. Which is why they were, they think that they were able to grow that large because of all because um, the oxygen it was so oxygen heavy in the area that they were in that their bones were so hollow they were able to breathe through their bones and that's how they were get so big because their blood had so much oxygen in it and their muscles were able to get so much nutrients from it that was the <laughs> coolest part of the trip <laughs> in Montana for me at least yeah mountains pretty but you know what man like we touched we touched fossils that no one else could because no one else drove to the Montana Dinosaur facility.
0: (laughs) No one wants to drive six hours from Glacier National Park to Yellowstone National Park. but
1: (laughs) If you're in the area, I mean, it's like when we went to Madison to see the CrossFit Games and it's like, hey, let's go to House on the Rock. Who else does that? No one. But you know what, man? You see some cool shit. (laughs) Or the Sculpture Museum in Seattle, Seattle on the way to Rainier.
0: Yes, so we have lots of experiences to share on this podcast, but that's pretty much what our experience was in Glacier National Park. I'm sure once we go back, we'll have more things to update you all on. Oh, we're so,
1: going back. yes, of course we're going <laughs> back.
0: We didn't get to see any glaciers.
1: Uh, if they're there, would we go you're back. Probably not going to be able to see any glaciers from now on. I still it's just want to go back. Normal. I thought it it's was really pretty. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Let us know if you enjoyed this episode. Follow us on social media at makingitfits.com, where we will let you know what's coming up next. Thanks for being here, Caitlin. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Let us know if you enjoyed this episode. Follow us on social media at Miggie and Bits, where we'll let you know what's coming up next. Oh, mm, sugar.
0: <laughs> we can probably do an episode of just all the ways yeah, you, you can it. say the ending. You do
1: it. <laughs> oh, <I'm- laughs> oh, my
0: God. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us today. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Let us know if you enjoyed this episode. Follow us on social media at Making It Fits, where we will let you know what's coming up next.